Blog Talk Radio.
always messing something up. So this is Mrs. Sylvia Kaiser. We're coming together as one on tonight. This is June 16, 2023. It is the beginning of the weekend of Father's Day. So we want to encourage our fathers, our sons and daughters' fathers, and uh, stepdads, adopted dads, uncle dads, uh, granddads, uh, who's ever big brother, <clears throat> uh, next door neighbor, godfather, goddaddy, who's ever stepped up in the place of being a father. But we also want to talk about why some women say they celebrate Father's Day too. Okay, that's another subject. That's another story, but we're going to touch on it. So before you all get mad at me, take it to the Lord and prayer. Talk to him about it. And then what we're going to do is come in agreement. We're going to disagree. We're going to agree to disagree. But as I say, happy Father's Day to all you mom dads, auntie dads, grandma dads, or however you want to say it that makes you smile, laugh, or know that you played a part. Um, we're going to talk about what we feel in the, in the natural. We're going to talk about also what the Word of God says. So I'm going to talk about some notes that I wrote down first, and then we're going to go into it about the, the uh, way the Bible says it. The first thing we want to do is show love, and we want to pray for our fathers, okay? The first thing we're going to do is we're going to stop, and we're going to take, touch and agree for a few minutes on prayer, okay? Let's do that. Father God, we come to you right now, God, with our hands up and open, with our mouths open, asking you for forgiveness on today, God. Teach us how to say what we need to say, say what has to be said, and to receive what's being said to us concerning this matter. Father God, we ask you to touch our hearts that we do out of love. <clears throat> ask us how to teach out of love. We want you to touch our mouths that we speak love. We show examples of showing love with the words we say. God, we want you to teach us how to be an example. God, whatever role we play in this form of fashion of showing our children what a father is and showing fathers the role that they need to play, why it's important that they're playing that role, living that role, providing that role, and doing that role. God, we just want to say on tonight, speak to our hearts, O oh Lord. Speak to our minds. Speak to us, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, first of all, we want to talk about the natural father, the father that provides for the child, the father that provided the seed. He planted the seed for the child. We want to talk about stepdad. We want to talk about dads that fathers to orphans. We want to talk about people that become fathers to the fatherless, for the ones that are fatherless, how to act to receive the father image. We want to talk about people that try to get in touch and touch the runaways to try to help them out. 
What about the children that comes over from other countries as foreigners, a transfer student? We want to talk about fathers that help father parents, brother, the one with the that have mental issues, the ones that's handicapped, one that's addicted. We want to talk about how we can help them. We want to talk about how the Word of God teaches us how to first be the first teacher that our children see, how to be the first example of parenting, fathers. Okay, because this is Father's Day. We're going to talk about fathers, all right? We want to be the first ones that teaches our sons how to produce, provide, receive, and give love. Teaches our daughters how to uh, receive, how to look for, how to accept, and how to give love also. One thing we want you to understand is that we know that the father is supposed to be the head of the household. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to touch on this second. But first, fathers, you are supposed to be the providers. You're supposed to be the educators. You're supposed to be the leaders. You're supposed to be the protectors. You're supposed to be the cook. Uh-huh. Teach your kids how to cook, whether it's on the stove or on the grill or the microwave or a hot plate. Mm-hmm. Teach Teach them how to be, you want to call it the maid, the butler, whatever. Teach them how to keep the house clean. Teach them what a clean house should be like. You're supposed to be a disciplinarian. You're supposed to teach a child that if uh, I got your back, right or wrong, I prefer that you be right. But if you're wrong, I got your back. But there's reactions to the action of the, for what you did because there's consequences. We're supposed to be the comforter. When our children are sick, sad, hurt, or they're confused about a situation or whatever, we're supposed to be there as a comforter to help them out with learning how to confront a conflict and see it through. Um, We're supposed to always understand that if the father is not in the house, he causes the mother to now take on this role of being a provider, being the educator, being the leader, being the protector. The mom, the mom has to cook, has to work, has to help with study and the Bible study, the school studies, whatever needs to be done. The mother is there. That has to be the discipline. Okay, when when she takes on that part, seems a little out of place that she has to stand there and teaches her teach her son, especially when they get a certain size, to teach her son certain things that she's not not, not equipped. She shouldn't have to, but sometimes when it's a single household, this is what happens, and then she does a great job at it but nobody wants to give her the credit. She has to teach that son and that daughter how to give, receive, and accept love. She has to be the example of what a good woman should be, how she provides, 
how she protects, how she disciplines. You, you all heard that old saying that <clears throat> when you mess with a, a mom's child, okay, but when she has to step over into the form of being a father, it gets a little more difficult when they say, you're not going to stand to me like you a man. But man will stand to you, please stop putting us in a position to have to act like <clears throat> the disciplinarian. We know our place. We know what we were taught our place was. We know what we were taught our place should be. But we're going to still celebrate the fathers on tonight. So I don't want you to think I'm father bashing. No, I'm not. We're, we're going to take away all excuses of why, when, what, how. We're going to talk about the father. Sometimes the father is in the house, but he don't play a role. But regardless what what the reason is, he's there, but he's he's there physically, but presently. He don't provide what needs to be provided. Or you have those fathers that <clears throat> sometimes kids say are overprotective. But the fact is you have a father there. So you you know, you got a left hand, a right hand, both hands, you you got to just Say, God, I thank you for my father. Mm-hmm. You have a stepdad that come in and do what they need to do. Think, think about what Shaq said about his stepfather. Mm. I'm trying to think who else. There's so many others that talked about a Tamara Hall, the talk show host, is always talking about her stepdad raised her, and that was the father that God gave her. And she thanked God for her stepdad. Same as Shaq said. You, you you look at movies where they're extended family, where um, the father remarried, the mother remarried, or whatever happens in the life, but the family becomes extended. You have, uh, you know, where these adopted dads that want to, uh, with their wife, start a family, you know, they want to start a family, they say, let's adopt a child, you know, they want to be there. You have um, godfathers, a play daddy, that step up and take care, help take care. You have uncle daddies, grandfathers, big brothers, you, you, you have them that sometimes take the role on due to the fact that the children or the child has lost their parent, regardless of if the parent walked away, ran away, locked up, addicted, or they're not aware that they were their child's father, but one of the parents are no longer there. there. There's so many ways and reasons why we have all type of titles for fathers. We want to look at something, okay? I, I, I print something out that I really, really enjoyed reading. It says, there is nothing easy about being a father, especially nowadays. Because y'all know peer pressure is something else. Peer pressure is something else. Um, not just from your kids' friends, but from the ones that's not their friends. It's society steps in and, and society says, you have to look like this. You have to dress like that. You have to act like this. If you wear that or you drive this, you're not on the end crowd. So nowadays, 
it's not that easy for a man to be a father. It says, well, we hear your pain. But honestly, look at history. Reveals a comforting familiarity to the foundational premises. The fact is that dads have been throwing their hands up in the air for literally thousands of years. Fortunately for us, this means we don't have to reinvent the wheel. No, we don't. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Many may view scripture as some ancient, old, dated Texas that has nothing to say about modern day life. But I say think again. Think again now. There's a lot to uh, get, and it may actually change the way that you parent. I have ten scriptures here that we're going to go over. We're going to talk about um, what the Bible say, you know, because we we say each generation say, these kids so out of control, these kids so this, these kids so that. You know, this is my personal opinion. I can see you walking your dog down the street and your dog get out of hand and you keep yanking on the lease and yanking on the lease or calling the dog back and they won't come back, but you don't give up on that dog. I don't care how out of tune your child gets. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because if we be honest, if we be honest and think about when we were young, I'm going to raise my hand first and say guilty. We didn't dot every I. We didn't cross every T. We didn't always listen, want to hear, or do what our parents said. We always tried to figure out a way around, figure out a way under, figure out a way over, figure out a way out. We always figured we had a better plan or we knew how to get around it. We knew how to do it without getting caught up. And we were going to make sure we did it the right way because we were going to get caught because we had a plan. So now it is not easy raising kids these days. This is us saying that. Think what our parents thought and so on and so on because what I just read to you was something I had looked at. It said for thousands of years men have been throwing up their hands to give up. Let's not give up on our children because, see, when we get older, we're going to need somebody to help take care of us. And, you know, people are quick to remind you of what you didn't do. I'm going to pause so you can catch that. People are quick to remind you how you wasn't there. But then you have them children that when their parents wasn't there and they had someone outside like the auntie or uncles or grandma or somebody else stepped up to make sure they weren't hungry, they weren't cold, they had nice shoes, nice clothes, hair done, hair cut, whatever they needed. It seemed like when that parent came back, those kids made sure that they loved that parent no matter what. 
and they forgot to say Happy Father's Day to Uncle Daddy or uh, Grandpa or Big Brother, whoever. But that's another one. We're going to talk about that one, too. Excuse me. It says, be your child's first teacher. Proverbs 22 and 6. Read that. It is our responsibility to train up a child in the way he or she should go. Not the school, not the government, but you. And that means dad. Dads play a very powerful role, a big role. Dad's present, dad's position, dad's input is very much needed in the house. If you really sit back and talk to anyone, even myself, we could say, I know my dad did this, I know my dad did that. But I bet you at the end of the conversation, if they don't say it, they admit it to themselves, but I thank God I had a dad. I thank God I had somebody that put boundaries down. I thank God that I had somebody that said, for in this house, you ain't going to act like that. In this house, you ain't going to bring that mess up in here. In this house, you're going to act like you got common sense. I thank, I thank God I had a dad like that that said, now some of y'all may get a little bit out of shape, but I'm going to say it, that said, I brought you in this world, I'll take you out. Because you was not going to disrespect my father and his house. My dad didn't play my mom against us. My dad did not allow us to play my mom against him. If we asked him something, he would say, go ask your mom. We would go ask her, and she would say, ask your dad. We would go back and forth, but you guess, guess what? My dad had the last say-so. I don't care if we went back and forth five or six times. It had to be whatever your dad said. So when you know that there's honor in the house, you must train up a child in the way that he or she should go. Mm. Not just when they get old, they won't depart from it and the church, but in the natural, there's going to be respect with your parents. Certain things you won't say, certain things you won't do, certain things you won't allow to be seen by your parents because you were trained, you were taught, not in front of me. Okay? It said dads need to exemplify a good life. Second Corinthians 3, second verse through the third. The scriptures teach us that who we are, and how we live like a letter from God. Our kids read that letter every day. You know, we know the word of God say that we are pistols read by people. We we know that our children, we say it all the time, they're like video cameras. They're like tape recorders. They do what they see you do. They say what they see you say. So when your child is a little child and they flip at the lip and flipping people off and doing such things, Instead of saying that's cute, I'm going to suggest, I'm going to suggest you stop them. Because, see, it's cute until they do it to you. It's cute until they embarrass you out in the street. It's cute while the laugh or the joke is on someone else. 
But when it's your time, you make sure that child respects their dad. Even if you and the dad isn't together because you couldn't work it out, figure it out, or whatever, or whatever the reason was, if if, if it was a one of those things and you ended up with a baby bob, make sure you don't put that child in a place where they start talking to the father any kind of way because that will determine the relationship he'll have with that child. Just because things didn't work out with you and him, don't block him and, and the children from having a relationship, okay? It says provide for your family, First Timothy 5 and 8. For those of you struggling to find work, don't get down on yourself. This idea is more about your heart and desire. Being a father who provides cover more than rent and food, as dad, it is our responsibility to make sure our family's needs are addressed in the cross. So... It also says, across the board, be encouraged and look forward for ways to give to your family, even when it is hard to financially. If you know that you are out of work, you can't find a job or you're unable to work, but you can help with the children, babysit. Take the children to school. Pick them up. Take them to after school. Take them to doctor's appointments. Do what you need to do to help provide what that child needs. You know, when you decide to have a child, your plans basically was put on hold. Basically, it uh, came to a stop. So you have to get to a point. Now, excuse me, my sinus is running so bad. You have to get to the point you say, I'm going to be a parent. I'm not going to be one of them other ones. I decided to have a child. So, therefore, my decision has to be that i got to put everything else on hold. Make sure you are in a position where you're trying to help with the child. You're trying to do what needs to be done with those kids. I don't care if it's one mom, two mom, three mom, whatever you did, you have to be there for those children because nobody made you. Nobody decided for you to do what you did with who you did to make those children. But you be more than a father on a public aid list. That's just my thoughts, my thoughts. Another thing, good dads discipline their children, Proverbs thirteen twenty four. The one who loves their children, Scripture says, is careful to discipline them. This is also about proactive leadership in our homes. So when you got a dad there, you know, let's go back to what I was saying earlier. You got to be the leader in your home. You got to be the one there setting an example. Because, see, 
you're supposed to know your children so when you see them and they walk a certain way, they're talking a certain way, they're looking a certain way, even if they sit in a certain way. You're supposed to be able to notice something different. Be proactive. Son, daughter, something wrong. You need to talk. Everything all right? Because, see, and if they have, if they want to talk to you, don't just take time, make time. Because if you don't talk to them, somebody will. See, ain't nothing like a man letting another man raise his son. Mm. Ain't nothing like a man letting another man or somebody else whisper in his daughter's ear. Mm. Be proactive. Don't let Father's Day just be a day you get a another bottle of cologne, another necktie, another shirt, box, gloves, shoes, jewelry, a present, just a gift. Let that be the day that your dad in you, your daddiness in you, is celebrated by your children. See, anybody could say, oh, yeah, that's, that's such and such dad, that's such and such. But it's such and such saying they're proud to be said that you're their father. They're proud to be said that they're your child. See, when you leave an inheritance to your children, it's not just good. It's a name. Oh, my God. It's a name. You can go all the way back to when one of the leaders didn't have no sons that he had. I think it was five daughters. And when it was time, when they was giving out the inheritance, it said, because my father died and he had no sons, do that mean his name is dead? See, you got to understand that when you are a father, you bring forth life. You give life. Therefore, you should be proactive in playing a part in your children's life because it shows the son the type of man he strives to be. And it shows the daughter the type of man she should want to have a provider, a protector. Mm. Ooh, a leader. Yes. It's one thing it has to be in the house. You have to be able to, it's okay to disagree, to disagree. It's okay to disagree. But one thing you have to do is make sure you have proper communication within your home from the mother down to the children because when the children see how you are the father communicating with the mother, they start receiving you as the leader, the head of the household. I, I hope I said it the right way because I do think I just read it. Say, this is also about proactive leadership in the home. You've got to be that one that says, okay, son, come on, I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm going to show you how to do that. Daughter, come on over here. I'm going to show you this. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. I remember growing up, my dad wanted to make sure we never not knew. If we wanted to say we didn't know, we wanted to act like it, play like it, or we just got caught 
in a situation. My dad made sure we knew how to paint a wall, change tires, spark plugs, wires, oil, uh, how to not just tune up the car, you know, like that. He made sure we knew how to level windows off. Uh, yeah. Hang doors. How to put in, put in and take out a toilet. He made sure we knew something about plumbing and we knew a little about electricity. My dad made sure just because he had a house full of girls, he made sure we knew what we was doing. So if somebody tried to tell us something, we said, no, no, no. Why don't you try it like this? See, let the man do it first, but if, just in case that don't work, why don't you try it like this? Now, if that don't work, we'll go back to the way. But my dad made sure he taught his girls how to. We didn't know for years our dad knew how to cook till our mom got sick. And I knew my mom knew how to cook, yes. She knew how to sing a licking good cook. But my dad went in the kitchen one day, and we was like, oh, Lord. Daddy got to cook. Oh, Lord, what are we going to do? Oh, Jesus. But when that man got through with that pot roast, he was like, Daddy, you know how to cook? He said, yeah. We was like, you ain't never cooked for. He said, I didn't have to because I got a wife. And that shut our mouth. But he told us that he showed my mom what she what he liked. And he made sure it was always in the house. And she made sure he had what he liked. Some days, all he wanted was some cornbread and buttermilk. Yeah, that don't sound right to me either, but that's what he liked. When you are proactive and you do the leadership in your house, your house respects you. Mm, okay, let's go a little further. Scripture also make it clear that dads must engage children in the kind of deep, heart-to-heart conversations that impact more than facts, but teach wisdom. Schedule some regular conversational walks with the children, one-on-one, family time that count. Now, that goes under Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 through 9. Dad spend time with your children is not empty time. So when you sit back and you look at how fathers are to act with their children. Yeah, take time out. Because one thing I remember saying to my parents once once, once upon a time, you're not my friend. They said, correct. I'm not your friend. I would never be your friend. I'm your parent. I would not try to be your friend. I'm to be the parent that you need and shall always be. So what I'm going to do right here, right now, I'm going to take a little brief moment and I'm going to see if Apostle Elect would like to have some words to share with us, as well as I'm going to see if anybody on Blog Talk would like to say something. Would you like to say something this time, Apostle? Just ask the question, What's that? where are the men, where are our fathers when it comes to the lives of the young men? We hear our mayor in Chicago and different places about how the children are out of control, how the Young men are out of control, and I want to know where are the men? This to the audience, the people on Facebook. Where are the men? The women, where we can't show the men how to be men. We can't show them how to be 
positive role models. We can't show them how to learn the lesson uh, of the streets. So where are the men? Not literally where are you, but it's a clarion call. Uh, our young men need you. Save them. I beg of you, please save our young men. Amen. 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 Because the next thing I was going to read is, a father has compassion for his children. Psalms 103 and 13 says, point out so the Lord has compassion. Put your money where your mouth is. Literally not so much your money where your mouth is, but be hearers of the word. And not just do it. That's in James 1 and 22. As the woman of God just asked, where are the men? We're doing a clarion call. Mothers don't want to be fathers. Not unless they have to. But when we're put in position to be the head of the household, that's why women say, I'm celebrating Father's Day. So for those that are fathers and doing your job, as we used to say and we still say, if the shoe don't fit, please don't wear it. But as the woman of God just said, we congratulate you. We give you your honor. We say thank you. But we're saying to those that are not in the house, in the children's life, please step up. Please go back. Ask your child for forgiveness or your children. Please go back and talk with them and be there for them. So at this time, I'm going to pause and see if anyone on blog talk have anything to add to or say or anyone on Facebook would like to type something in. At this time, please do so. The lines are open. I just had one other thing. I want to thank Carlton, um, the stands. I want to thank the Brandon. I want to thank the uh, Uncle Lewis or our brother Lewis. I just want to thank the Georges. I just want to say thank you to everyone that has done the things that they've been doing. And then um, for those that have been not there. I've never wanted to say happy Father's Day to myself because I'll never be a father and, I, and never want to be one. But I thank God for Hughie. <laughs> he did the best he could, even when he was whooping our behind. So, thank you. Hey, Amen. Is there anyone else at this time? Okay, I agree with Apostle Elect. I thank God for my son having a father that has always tried to be there for him, always tried to be there to make sure he was okay. I thank God for we had a village that helped raise us, and we had a village that helped us raise our children. And for those that have villages that's helping you raise your children, don't get upset when a village says something about your children because sometimes your children do things that you don't see or you don't hear, you don't know. So always remember that a village is there to help provide 
what's needed. That's like I thank God for my great niece. She knows that um, she's getting ready to go away to school. And we told her one time, <laughs> one time, if you need something for your prom, your high school graduation, go away to college, let us know. Don't wait till the last minute. And I'm telling you, this young lady kept her word. How was she when she was first told that? I don't know. I told her that at a young age. Yeah. At a young age, she was told, let us know what you need when you go away to school. Now, here it is. She's going away to college. She just put on the chat line. She found the website. Now, she do the work. And she put the information out there about what they sell, what she need, and what they got. And I'm just saying, when you have someone that listens to what you're saying, it's important to be in the village for the parent, especially the father. Fathers, please reach out to your village to help. Please reach out to your children. If you have not been in their lives, Please, please make an attempt. I don't. I'm not asking you for a one-day attempt just for the weekend. We're asking you for to make the arrangements to be in their life for the rest of their life as well as yours, because you never know when you need your children. Once a baby. I'm sorry. Once an adult, twice a baby. So I'm gonna ask again: Is there anyone else? on Facebook or on Blog Talk that would like to say something about their father. I thank God for my dad. It wasn't always easy, but I thank God for him. Now that I'm grown, I do understand. Lines are open. Okay. Well, we want to thank you all for joining us on tonight. This is Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron and Blog Talk Radio. We also are on Facebook Live. We were talking about the benefits of being a dad. We were talking about honoring a dad. We were talking about how we love our father. Our father taught us that a child is to stay in a child's place. We was not taught that children are to be seen and not heard. No, our dad, he listened to us because he wanted to know what we were thinking, what we were feeling, and what was going on in our lives. So our dad made sure he heard us. We, we want to thank God for our uncles that taught us about being young ladies and what we should look for in a man. Not saying everybody followed instructions, but they was <laughs> they was there to put it out there. So I just wanted you all to get a chance to whether you look at this live or in the replay to your father. If your father wasn't there but somebody stepped up, give them honor. If your father wasn't there and nobody stepped up to believe me, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was there because you're still here. Thank God for 
everything. Everything. Thank God for everything. I I wish my son was up here because I would ask him to say something about his dad. You know, and hmm, yeah. Um, if you give me a moment, we're gonna see if we get him over here to say something about his dad. I want you all to not understand. Our dads are not our friends. They're our protectors. They're our providers. Our dads are not someone that we really should um, look to hang out with, not as children. Now when you get older, it's okay to be friendly with your dad, but always remember them as your dad. So when it comes to your dad, dads are very important. Oh, because see, we was growing up, we heard mama's baby, daddy's maybe. We heard baby get it, baby sit it. But one thing it is that we know that having a father in your life is very precious. So I'm going to ask my son, would you like to say something about your dad? Of course. Step on it. He said, of course. I would love to say some He would love words. to say some beautiful words. About his dad. You want to be seen? No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I look horrendous. You say he looks horrendous, but he got some beautiful words to say about his dad. Dad, you listening? Um, he is a very strong man who I look up to. He's a very powerful man that I admire. He is a person that I really do want to follow in terms of his love for his family, his dedication to his work, his ideology, his mindset, his demeanor, you know. Uh, today we uh, got a few things for him today. We went out there to get some cake, some food, and I really just enjoy his presence and stuff. And <clears throat> I thank God that we had the opportunity and chance to do that, you know. Like I said, the littlest things can really have the biggest effects and stuff, you know, um, just having him around really does make things better and learning from him has been a blessing. Has been amazing. And I continue to look forward to learning more from him as much as I can. And I wouldn't have it no other way. Bring a tear to my eye. <laughs> so, so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that about your dad. One thing I do know is that I thank God for my son saying what he said about his dad because, see, a lot of times young men don't know how to respect their dads because they think their dad's so hard on them. No. If you know what the world expects of you and you give it to them, why not give your dad what's expected of you? Okay? Do you all understand what I mean by that? Why not give your dad what's expected? It's hard. I started off with my first statement that I made that says, it is hard. There's nothing easy about being a father, especially nowadays. First of all, the streets beat them down. The world beat them down. 
Now, if he come home and home is beating him down, don't get upset and wonder why he wonder why do he even come home. It's okay for him to say what he needs to say, but, you know, if, if it, it gets to the point you have to say, hold up, wait a minute, it's all right. Remind him that when once you come across these thresholds, this is supposed to be your safe haven. This is supposed to be where you come and relax. Let that go. If he needs a bubble bath, some men don't like bubble baths, but just a hot bath. Let him have it. If he needs to sit back and relax and take a nap, let, let him have it. Because after the world beats them down emotionally, mentally, physically, and verbally, when they come home, they should come home peacefully. But if they come home stressed, please be there. So everything I'm saying to you all, I'm taking to heart myself. So I'm just saying again, thank you all for joining in. I thank God for our foundational scripture, which is Matthew 6 and 33. For seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I want you all to know, if you come back Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will hear from our very own Apostle-elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. If you come back Wednesday, I'm sorry, this third Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be on Blog Talk as well as Facebook with me ministering this Monday at that time, we're going to finish talking about our fathers because we don't want to just treat our fathers one day. We want to keep talking about our fathers. We're going to go a little more deeper into honoring our fathers. If you come back next Friday, I will be your host again, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We want you all to know that Smile3E is put here for us and for you to make sure we get the word, give the word, and give you all a chance to participate with uh, talking about the word of God. So with that being said, we love you with the love of the Lord. Nothing you can do about it. So good night, everyone. We love you and thank God for you. All right? Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.